Comic Timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levenstein, and welcome to a Comic Timing Extra Point. It's been a while since I've done one of these solo, and, uh, well, I guess technically this one won't be entirely solo, because I'm going to be including the uh, the one interview that I uh, conducted at New York Comic Con after uh, this intro portion is done here, uh, and that was with a longtime friend of the show and longtime friend of mine, Mr. Sean Pryor, uh, formerly of uh, PKD Media and Action Lab Entertainment, and uh, now he is uh, getting himself back into the comic world. Cash and Carry is his baby that's out now, and uh, he's he's got himself a uh, a new adventure with uh, Crown Taker Studios, as you might be aware of. And uh, as well as that, he'll be talking about his new uh, comic that's going to be coming out via Action Lab sometime in the upcoming future, which is not super pro <laughs> as we go well into in the interview itself but I'll, I'll, we'll get to that uh, in a few minutes I, I wanted to shoot the shit with you guys a little bit before then uh, i know we've been a little uh you know under the uh, the radar lately with the uh, releases usually about once a month and more than likely it's going to stay that way uh, possibly to some maybe, maybe even sometimes three a month extra points in between the main episodes try and wet your whistle a little bit uh we already have in the can uh an episode that i'm going to be going through the editing process uh, this very week as i record this which is uh, our uh, wrap-up of new york comic-con itself uh, which i recorded in person with uh, my buddy austin i'm going to be talking about a little bit more on this episode and uh chris and myself just uh, sat down uh, couple of days after New York Comic Con and talked about the uh, the highs and the lows of it all and where where it's going now that we're 10 years into this whole thing like it's crazy man I I mean I, I remember going to that first New York Comic Con in the basement and it was tiny it was cramped it was it didn't look like it really had much of a of a chance of evolving past what it was and before you know it boom became the powerhouse that it is today right up there with San Diego and oddly enough Salt Lake City? <laughs> Salt Lake City Comic Con is huge because there's really no other shows out there quite like it in that uh, part of the country. So, yeah, that, this, those are the top three Comic Cons out there right now. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that. This will this will come out uh, before then. Then I'll go ahead and put that episode out. Uh, if not early next week, then, uh, then later in this week that I'm recording this now. But this past weekend, this past Sunday... I uh, went and sold off a large portion of my comic collection. Uh, I've been talking about wanting to do it on the show for a while now, and I finally got around to it. I, I got in contact with Chris Everly of the Comic Geek Speak crew and of uh, Wild Pig Comics, and we set up a date, and that date happened to be uh, yesterday as I'm recording this, uh, which was uh, October 25th. Me and my buddy Austin got into his car. We packed up his back seat and uh, the uh, the trunk full of about four long boxes and about eight short boxes full of comics. And I sold off a large chunk of my collection, um, including just about every bit of DC stuff that I had from about, uh, I'd say probably about the year 2000 and 10 
to present, possibly even a little bit earlier than that in some cases. And it it even includes some runs that I was real big fans of. Like I got rid of most of my Birds of Prey and I got rid of, uh, did I get rid of Secret Six? I might've gotten rid of Secret Six too, but I think I might've hold on, held on to that. But I got rid of just about all my Superman and a whole bunch of Batman in there. The, uh, the Wonder Woman, Gail Simone stuff, which I was a huge fan of. Some other random comics here and there, the whole lot of like Punisher stuff from Marvel that uh, I didn't ever really see myself rereading. And everything, including Flashpoint and everything New 52, I have exactly like six New 52 comics left in my entire house right now, uh, which is all the Batgirl stuff I didn't get to, but I think issue three of Secret Six, if I remember correctly, because I, I found it too late and didn't include that in the shipment. And it, it's not necessarily that I that I dislike these comics or even that I don't see myself rereading these comics. It's just that I live in Brooklyn. I live in an apartment in Brooklyn. It has it's a four room apartment. You know, two bedrooms, uh, a living room, and uh, and a bathroom. <laughs> you know, you can count the kitchen as another room if you want to, but you know, there's not a lot to work with here. And that second room has mainly been used as uh, Chris's office space for, you know, when she works. And uh, I also have a desk in there, which I use to record uh, comic timing when we do it over Skype with Brent and the others. And that's also where I keep my comics. And it, it was it was taking over the room. I mean, it, it, I had two choices. I could have either rented out a storage space and taken all my comics there, which I might still very well wind up doing for whatever's left at some point but you know that's down the road that's to be determined or i could sell it off and i you know considering that i have a trip to london coming up soon and you know i've got some bills to pay and stuff like that i figured now was a good time to do so and i took out just about every comic that would have been quote-unquote of value i'm sure that one or two of them you know stuck snuck through in the process but you know i won't say what i got for them but i got a i got a decent amount of change for them i i felt like at at this point in my collecting career i would have rather had these comics go to wild pig and wind up in the hands of someone who was going to thoroughly enjoy them and you know read them for the first time and maybe find a new comic that they absolutely love i didn't see myself going back and through my back issues anytime soon and leafing through runs and being like oh hey i haven't read this issue with superman in a while let me jump on that and just about everything now is is online in one way or the other like i can easily wait for one of those 75 percent off sales on comiXology and and you know rebuild a bunch of my my runs if i really wanted to like i mean even now like as i'm recording this there's a huge comiXology sale on like grant morrison stuff so if i really wanted to i could put the change down and you know, buy myself some some Grant Morrison runs. Like, a, just about all of his Batman stuff is on there, and Final Crisis, which I think I own already. Now that I think about it, yeah, I do because they had a, another big sale on like runs of like I think Infinite Crisis and Identity Crisis and Final Crisis and Crisis Crisis and <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earths and all those other things. And Zero Hour was a part of it too that I wound up buying because you know why the hell not? Uh, about a, two or three months back. So I've got digital copies of those, but it's just, it's so much easier to either, you know, just 
bring up a comic on your on your on your tablet or your phone and read that and guess what it doesn't take up any space <laughs> it doesn't take a long box to store digital copies of things and i'm really starting to appreciate that uh especially now as i as i as i get older like i'm over 30 now and you know i i, I got to start thinking about about the future a little bit and you know where my collecting habits are going to go like i'm never going to stop reading comics i mean that much isn't going to happen like you're still going to hear me talking about this shit in you know 10 15 years from now it's just i i don't think it's going to be in the same fashion that you know say i would have you know five or six years ago because if you if you bring up an old episode of comic timing like there were so many episodes where i said i i wasn't ready for digital that I, you know, that I love the feel of a of a of a comic in my hand. I love, I appreciate having you know actual real books in my hand and turning the pages. And I do, I I really do. There's there's a there's a pleasure in that, and it's one of the things that drew me to collecting, you know, to begin with years and years ago. But. I have to look at, you know, almost like a compromise scenario. Like, yeah, I can still get that a very similar feeling from that in trade paperbacks. And I'm going to wind up getting a bunch of this stuff back via trade paperback at some point. I, I know I will because almost all of it is available in one form or the other in, in collections. Like just about all the Birds of Prey stuff is is being uh, re-released now. I think everything from the Chuck Dixon stuff, so even stuff that I didn't actually own, I can wind up getting. And, you know, they're going to get the Gail Simone. They're going to collect it all. And those collections are also available on, on Comixology for, I think it's like twelve ninety nine. dollars uh, actually sometimes even cheaper for the collection. Like, I think I saw a few volumes of uh, Birds of Prey were like eight ninety nine a piece, uh, which is, you know, not too shabby if you're, if you're going to get a full thing. So, yeah, that's 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 where I am right now. Over the next week, I'm going to be, you know, reorganizing what's left and, you know, boxing all that up and making room in, in the room itself in that back room, which uh, I, don't, I don't know how anybody actually ever slept in that room. <laughs> like, n- nobody's ever really slept in that room uh, since we moved in because, you know, our, our, our bedroom is the, uh, the second room of the place. But there's a really, really loud uh, pipe in the uh, back half of the room. So I could just imagine trying to fall asleep and hearing that boom, boom, clink, 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 boom, 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 over and over again. And then our supers come and looked at it too, and it didn't even really make a difference, and it still makes a noise, but eh, what are you going to do? But the best part of selling off these comics is that now uh, I have access to... At least one, if not two, more shelves on my on my shelving unit. That's that's how many comics I had. I had to store them somewhere, so I just pretty much just started piling them box by box up. And I really only had access to three out of the five shelves on my on my shelf unit in that back room. But now I have access to where my manga was being kept, and there's at least one other bottom shelf which is entirely empty. That if I wanted to, I could. I could wind up putting stuff in there, and there was a shelf I was using for, like, book books, you know, the ones without pictures <laughs> that I can probably fill up with with plenty more as, as time goes forward. But I'm very happy to have passed this stuff on, you know, to move to, move to a new phase in some ways. And, you know, 
for now, I'm still buying single issues at Marvel of stuff that I really want to read like right away. And it mainly is for the d- digital copy. Which also brings me to this point, that anybody listening to this, if, if you're one of those guys who buys the, uh, you know, the copies like right away of new comics and you don't use your digital codes, contact me at either comictiming at gmail.com or on the Facebook site at facebook.com slash comictiming because I would gladly make a deal with you for like, you know, a dollar an issue to just get your codes for for Marvel books that I regularly read and you know not have to buy the 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 comics themselves because that is pretty much my main way of buying comics now is you know I I I buy them off of DCBS and that's cheaper than spending the $4 an issue on a digital copy of something and you know then there's the physical copy there too I still haven't checked to see whether or not uh, Ms. Marvel is is going to wind up being uh, actually having digital copies this time around because that's one of the few titles that I don't have digital copies of because they were still two ninety nine an issue and uh, they Marvel doesn't include the digital copy in their two ninety nine issues but I think the new uh, posts uh, Secret Wars version of uh, Ms. Marvel is going to be at the three ninety nine price point. And if that is, then yeah, there's another book that I'll be able to read on my, on my phone or my, or my tablet at some point. And by the way, I need to do a tablet. <laughs> the one I'm using is, is, is not very good and uh, it's, it doesn't age very well, but you know, it's, it, it's still a good way to, to read things bigger. It's just, you know, I've actually gotten more used to just using the, the guided view on Comixology and, and using my phone, it's a, it's a big enough phone. It's a Samsung Galaxy S5, so it's got enough screen real estate where I can you know scroll down on a comic and still feel like I, I know what's going on and go from panel to panel pretty easily. But yeah, me Ian Levenstein moving into the uh, the the world of Mister Brent Casina, <laughs> almost entirely digital. I, I I really didn't see this coming. I really didn't. But, you know, like I said, I'm still going to buy trades and I'm still going to buy single issues of stuff I really want to get. And plus, you know, image stuff and stuff like that. Like, I'm I'm still going to continue to to collect Chew until that's done. And uh, we stand on guard. I've been buying in singles, even though I know that's a miniseries. So might very well wind up selling off those issues eventually and getting the collection. But, hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn writing about a war with Canada. <laughs> How could you beat that? Oh boy! Let's see what else, what else has been going on lately that I could, that I could talk about. Really, uh, the only other thing I'll mention is I read Southern Bastards Volume One, and I actually have Volume Two on me right now. And Jason Aaron and uh, Latour are actually is it uh, is it Latour? I have it on me right here. Let's see. I know, it's scintillating radio right now. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Jason Aaron and Latour. That's what I thought. Jason Aaron and Jason Latour are crafting one hell of a story. And that, that first volume of, of, of Southern Bastards has some real twists to it that I didn't see coming. Love the Latour art. It's gritty and almost gives it a, a almost like a Western feel at times. Um, and I, I'm not from the South. I mean, you know that just from hearing me talk. Like, I've, I've lived in Brooklyn all but 
like four months out of my life. All right, I guess maybe six months combined because I did, I did work in a sleepaway camp for two months. So yeah, all right, I guess technically I lived in Honesdale, Pennsylvania for a little bit. And you know, I lived in Seattle, Washington, or at least uh, the Seattle area for four months. And then I moved my ass back here and I don't see myself going anywhere else anytime soon. So I'm not really that familiar with Southern lifestyle outside of watching like Friday Night Lights, <laughs> which I watch way after everybody else. Thanks, Netflix and Amazon Instant and all that jazz. But I am really liking the uh, the, the story that's that's being crafted here. Um, it's, it, you know, it's all about a guy coming back to his hometown and finding out it's been overrun by this, by this crime boss uh, named The Boss. I don't even know if you can really call him a crime boss. He's just this manipulative man. I mean, he's the coach of the you know the big football team, and he he just you know runs the town with an iron fist. And there is a huge ass twist in that first volume that I will not give away. That makes me wonder where this story is going to go as it continues. I'm sure any of you people who've been reading it issue to issue know better than I. But when I, if there's room for me to sit my ass down on the train on the way home, I'm going to start reading it uh, right then and there. But I also have uh, the next volumes of Attack on Titan and Attack on Titan Before the Fall that I just picked up from New York Public Library today to read. Uh, those volumes would be, I believe, uh, number five of Before the Fall and 16 of Attack on Titan. Which brings me back to the, the, to, to the whole collecting thing is that I, I'm blessed to live where I am. It's, it's a point I bring up so many times on the show. I'm blessed to live in in a city that is big enough to have one hell of a library system. I know not everyone has that pleasure, but if you don't want to accumulate issues or even trade paperbacks, but you still want to stay caught up on things, go to the library. And if not, then request a library loan. And, and go that way. Like, if you request enough library loans from your local library, if you and your friends request enough library loans for something, chances are they're going to get it because it's cheaper for them to buy the book and have it in the library system than it is to use the library loan system over and over again for something. And I this this came up recently. There was, there was a... a Oh, fine, I'll call it Anna Twitter because that's what it is. Uh, all the anime fans on Twitter have branded themselves Anna Twitter. There was a there was a big conversation going on about scanlations, uh, and now for those of you who aren't familiar with those, those are people who translate. Uh, they're basically like you know like fan subs in in anime. Uh, they they translate manga and release it onto the web. You know they do not have the license to this manga. They're just putting it out there for people to read for free, you know, in a pirated manner, because that's what it is. Like, if, if you go and you translate Attack on Titan yourself, and you put it up, you don't have the rights to Attack on Titan, and you're pretty much, you know, screwing Kadansha out of that purchase that they would have had otherwise. You know, there's no reason to do that. But I know for a fact that there are people out there that will would rather read them for free online, you know, even if the translation itself is usually substandard compared to what you will get from the legitimate release. But but hey, instant gratification. 
this guy put it up, you know, two months before it came out in the U.S. Of course I wanted to read it now. Yeah, I, 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 I stopped reading, uh, you know, fan translations or scanlations years and years and years ago just because I... I well, this, this, you know, this this was before you could you could have them on on your iPod or or your iPad or your tablet or your Android phone because I I'm, I'm not very good at reading uh, comics on you know like monitors and that's what I was trying to do with with the with the manga when it was coming out and that, it just it didn't it didn't feel natural to me. So I you know I gave it up, but you know since then even I've I've looked at one or two and. Eh, the, the the quality is is all over the place. It's not worth it, and you can easily go to the damn library and get yourself your manga for free. If you're so obsessed with not spending money on something, that's the way to do it. Because libraries are free, man. That's the way to go. The one exception, the one exception to the rule for scanlations to me is if it's a property that you know that you could swear up and down will never make its way here to the US which happens you know like like the perfect example would be something like there's a there's a food manga that's been going on for like 111 volumes in Japan called Oshimbo and other than like the eight collections that were released here, uh, which are almost like you know compilations, not almost like they are compilation volumes, you know we're never going to get a hundred all one hundred and eleven volumes of Oshimbo. So if if somebody were to decide to you know make fan translations of Oshimbo and release it online and you read it, that's fine. You know, go ahead, do that, go nuts. You know, if it's something that's tied up in licensing hell like i know that they they meant to release that sherlock manga here in the u.s but there were rights issues with that that held it up like if you if you do that that's you know that that's understandable but you know also it's very possible that sherlock licensing thing could have easily you know cleared itself up by now or sometime in the very near future so you know don't go do something like that but you know something like some sort of sports manga that you know will never make it over here or you know some other genre that is not very popular here in the u.s and you want to go after that then you know go nuts but if it's attack on titan no (laughs) don't do that plus if you're paying for crunchyroll this is something that we found out Crunchyroll actually has an on-demand manga section now, too. And you, you can read Attack on Titan piecemeal as the chapters are released directly on there. And a bunch of other manga, for that matter. I mean, all I'm talking about is Attack on Titan now because it's on my freaking brain. But they have some other titles from Kodansha and, and other publishers that have partnered with, with Crunchyroll on there as well. So you just have to go to their manga section and find out what they have. But... Yeah, come on, dude. I mean, don't do that. I mean, and, and yes, we've, we've talked about on this show before downloading torrents of comics and things like that. And, it, and it's, it's a very similar practice. And it's why I've gotten out of the habit of doing that and would rather just get it from the library. Like, I'm not going to download Grayson. I'm going to get it from the damn library. I know Volume 1 is available via, via New York Public Library and Brooklyn Public Library right now. And I'm going to get that. And I'm going to read it. And I'm going to probably enjoy it because it's it's written by tom king and tom king is badass hi tom i know you're not listening to this but hey anyway (laughs) 
So that's what's going on in my life. Uh, you've got more comic timing to come. Like I said, once I'm done speaking on this, we're going to have the uh, Sean Pryor interview that was conducted at New York Comic Con. And I say in the interview that, you know, there's more interviews to come, but I never really got around to it. As you'll find out in the in the New York Comic Con wrap-up episode, which will shortly follow a couple of days after this extra point, is uh, this this was a very different New York Comic Con for me. I, I, I was a little scatterbrained, and uh, there was so much to do, so much to see, that I really didn't have much time to to run around with a microphone and, and, and do all that. So Sean's the only one I got to. Might very well have interviews upcoming with some of the guys I would normally talk to, but I'll, I'll let that uh, flesh itself out once everything gets uh, gets sorted. And I've got some other ideas for episodes in the pipeline uh, that, uh, I mean, one of them I talked about on on, on Sunday, <laughs> just just to slightly tease it. But I have no idea when that's actually going to wind up happening. But I, 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 w- I would like to have the CGS guys back on the show sometime in the near future, uh, hopefully uh, before this year is out, if not that, perhaps in, in early 2016, because uh, it's almost been two years now since that episode uh, came out that we recorded and we're coming up on year 10 of comic timing so coming year and i gotta i gotta do some special shit for you guys because you've been listening to me talk for 10 years now what the hell is wrong with you all right here, here's the interview with sean Pryor, and Look with uh, i'll eyes. be back after that so it's old home week here at comic timing it's the 10th New York Comic Con, so I've made it my mission not to meet anybody new this year <laughs> at New York Comic Con and only interview people that I already know and already have a relationship with. And this man, Sean Pryor, is in my city for the very first time. Yeah, man, like I ain't been in New York City in like 20 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that was the first time I went to New York City. And times have changed. Oh, times have changed massively. It kicked up my anxiety to like 3,000. I wasn't ready for this. Oh, man. Hey, hey, hey. My favorite part, I just reread like a Marvel 2-in-1 from like 1976. Yes. And they're talking about how like the Lower East Side is like derelict and like decrepit. Yeah. And you look at it today and you've got these like million dollar condos all over the place. Yeah, like man. shit's changed, man. Yeah, man. It's like, man, you got like Bruce Wayne high rises. Yep. And like you guys, but you got some spots in New York. Like I, went, I was in Chinatown yeah. last night. Mm-hmm. And like I won't say like whose place it was, yeah. but like you know we was in Chinatown. It's the first time I've ever been to Chinatown. I yeah. admit I was a little scared because it was like <laughs> it was like eleven thirty at night, yeah. and I was like, should we be here? I ain't gonna get stabbed. And we're going, it's like we're going in this loft. And I look outside this building. This building got like rafters and stuff all around it because it looked like getting fixed. I'm like, is yeah. this safe? <laughs> and then like we get into the elevator. The homie starts punching in a code on the elevator. I'm not talking about like four numbers. It was like a combination of seven numbers yeah. followed by a pound sign. Yep. Then the floor you had, to, the floor number you had to be on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, where are we going? <laughs> you need a card. You actually need one of those like uh, ID cards to get into my building. That's the lock for the front door. Yeah, and it was crazy. But no, 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 it gets better. Yeah. We, oh, finally, we, we finally go. got to like the second, third floor. Yeah. The elevator door opens and there's a door like right there. Like just like solid. Oh. And like homie was like, yo, I, I need the blue key. Where's the blue key? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean blue key? I'm like, we're we about to die with him. What's about to go on here? And he opened it. It was just this beautiful loft. Like uh-huh. beautiful. It was not reflective at all yeah. of what was outside. Of course. And I was like, oh, this is money. It's like a hyperbolic chamber. Yeah, man. I was like, yo, this is life. <laughs> 
this is life. And like I immediately forgot about all the anxieties that I've had since, since being here. But no, like New York's a lovely city. I, oh yeah, absolutely. Where I live, like quite literally two blocks down from where I am is where they film like half the TV shows in, in New York. Like oh, really? Blue Bloods films there, yeah. uh, Boardwalk Empire film there, yeah. uh, Louis film there. Then two blocks down is the ghetto where I live. Okay, fair enough. So that, that, that that's how I keep the rent down. Yo, man, does like Tom Selleck stop by the ghetto deli? <laughs> I sure as fuck hope so, man. You know, like, yo, Magnum. Yo, what's up, son? <laughs> what's up, what's up, son? When's the last time you, you, you spoke to the brother that used to fly the helicopter? Oh, man. So how are you enjoying your first New York comic You know what, man? I got to admit, this, this show is like, it's pretty incredible. It's something else, yeah. Yeah, it's something like, I'm... I've never personally seen anything like this. I've never really been to San Diego. I've been to many shows in my life. I tabled at a lot of shows. Yeah. I didn't table at this show, but I was on two panels. Right. But, like, the amount of people coming in, in and out, in and out, in and out, I'll I'll admit, like, it was overwhelming for a while. Yeah. But but the artist alley here... Yeah. It's pretty damn huge. Well, the artist alley here, um, for the first year of... They they moved where it was uh, uh, for this year, but the first year of Special Edition NYC happened. The show was quite literally this okay and it was just all artists and stuff like that and to think this is just part of new york comic con yeah. you got the entire rest of the javits oh yeah yeah first off you got to take the incredible journey oh yeah to like walk from the main floor yep to get to the bottom to get to the floor mm-hmm. to then walk down aisle way or two yeah get get some free jelly bellies yo yo check <laughs> it there was like this area where they like this dude just kept giving out free jelly bellies and i just came like walking up and I, one time i had my hat on yeah I get jelly bellies. Other time, like I had to make sure my hat was off and I had my, and I had my jacket unzipped a little bit. So be like, you know me. Give me more jelly bellies. Put a fake beard on. Man, hey man, I'm trying to get all the samples. <laughs> jelly bellies cost. Do, do they have the popcorn jelly bellies or? Well, it was like a random sample mix. Oh, okay. I can't, I can't fuck with no popcorn jelly bellies. Yeah, so, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like that ain't. I ain't about that life. <laughs> I ain't about that life. I can't do it, Ian. I can't do it. No, very few people can, man. Very few people can. Yeah. But I mean, I've been here all ten years. Yeah. This is the craziest it's been. The, like for my for my first show, yeah, this is insane. I yeah. mean, the fact that like they started this show like one way on Thursday, and now mm-hmm. today on a Saturday, they're like changing up how they do their traffic flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. was a good thing because I've been wanting them to do that ever since they had this as part of the convention center. Okay. It just makes sense. Yesterday it was raining, so they wouldn't have done it then. But right, right. But it, it just you know make it, it, it improves the flow so much more because you got that narrow ass hallway coming in here. Oh yeah, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. You you would have thought, hey. Should we make this hallway wide? No, we don't need to do that, son. <laughs> we don't need to do that, son. I'm not trying to do with these zoning contracts. Oh man, you know. So last time, last time you were on the show, you were you were first up promoting the Kickstarter for Cash and Carry. Yeah. It has since kickstarted. Yes. And now you are sending out said uh, rewards for yeah. said Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. All the rewards, all the rewards for you for U.S. Uh, backers mm-hmm. have been shipped. Nice. Um, except those that didn't fill out their survey. I fill out your surveys. Yeah. How many times I got to remind y'all? Felt your survey. Delin- hey. Delinquents. Yeah. I might run out of copies and be like, yeah, y'all was delinquent. I ain't got no more. I ain't got no more. No, anyway. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But oh, no. I know. Yeah. Um, but no, felt your surveys for those that haven't. There's only a small handful. I think it's like seven people. That's not bad. But yeah, it's been kickstarted and it's done as success. And now it is being published mm-hmm. for 2016. Yeah. It will be published by Action Lab Entertainment. Back home. Back home. So yeah. it's back home. I... I'm back. In, I'm back. Going back to my creative roots. This nice. uh, like I'm, this isn't like an administrative position. Oh yeah. Like the thing I think I do best. Even though I, th- I thought I did a good job from 2010 to 2013, and then quietly on the low did some stuff for them in 2014. Yeah. I feel like what I do best is making stuff. Oh yeah. And so uh, being able to publish Cash and Care with Action Lab, all ages mystery comic book. Right. Um, I think it's going to be wonders for them. Do really good for them. And I'm also doing a professional football comic called Force. Acronym. 
football operations rated championship elite. As you said at the panel, and I've known you long enough to know this, you love your acronyms. Yo, man, acronyms are wonderful. <laughs> acronyms help increase your acumen. Yes. You know, but still you need to take them vitamins. You need that iron and niacin every day of your life. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hey, man, if my feet weren't tired, I would do that Ric Flair walk right oh, now. My feet so yeah. tired. Please. I'm waiting for my, seriously, I'm waiting for my ankle tendons to snap. Hey, hey I, I'm just glad that there's an escalator at the Hudson Yard station. Because could you imagine trying to walk all the way up that to nope. get up here? Nope. Please. Nope. Please, no, man. I ain't, I ain't about that life. So, so Force, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, Force is about, um, it's, it's basically, if, it's a, if, if it becomes a successful uh, series, it'll become an anthology football series. But it takes place in the FFL, okay. uh, Force Football League, mm-hmm. and it has, there's 20 teams in the league, but for this three-issue miniseries, it focuses on a team called the Tennessee Boxers. Yeah, um, it's star quarterback. He's in his like mid-30s. His name is Terrence Wright, mm-hmm. and he's coming off of an injury. But he came off of that injury to take his team to the championship game. Right. But he's basically playing for his contract. Okay. But in the midst of that, he also he's also dealing with his agent, who is also trying to pick up another client because that's what agents do. Sure. And this client is trying to, is trying to pick up a quarterback coming out of college, who's like you know kind of like this like Tim Tebowish type character. Okay. And so he's bringing him to the big game so he can see everything that goes on behind the scenes. Plus, you also have the owner of the, of the Tennessee football team, a kind of like eccentric Jerry Jones type dude. Mm-hmm. You also have the, um, his daughter that runs the team yeah. with, you know, with him. But the daughter also dates Terrence, the quarterback. And their yeah. relationship is really weird because like, they're, like a power, they're like a power couple. Yeah. They're kind of like the Jay-Z and Beyonce of sports. But... They have a, str- a hard time balancing professional life sure. from personal life, okay. and like, and those lines get blurred. So sometimes they don't like it's, it's hard for them to like communicate. Yeah, that. right. Just 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 like in any professional yeah. sports situation. And basically, what it is is going to be a TNT football drama in three issues. And, you know, ain't no ain't no supernatural shit. Right. You know, ain't ain't, ain't no NFL Super Pro. I was just gonna say. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, John Carroll already posted. He's like NFL Super Pro. I was like, no, man, come on. We're trying to live. Yeah. But um, closer but, to closer to like a Friday Night Lights type situation. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. But like, we're gonna show the dynamic action of, of football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's created by me with co-writer, co-writer B. Alex Thompson and mm-hmm. artist Jay Reed. Yeah. Uh, Jay Reed is incredible. Nice. B. Alex Thompson is incredible. Together, we're gonna give you something good. It's ages ages twelve and up. Very cool. And and if it continues to do well, we'll focus on another team the next next year. See, this is right in my alley because I loved the uh, the show Playmakers when that was on ESPN. Yes, and yes. I am I am still pissed that the NFL essentially shut that show down because it was making them look bad. Yeah, you don't. They, the NFL has so much control. Oh yeah, they're, they're the ones who made NBC move Las Vegas from Monday nights because they didn't want it on a. On a football night. Well, now that I did not know. Yeah, that's that's ab- absolutely what happened. Really? Yeah. They they did not want anything close to Las Vegas being on a night when football happened, and that essentially killed the show. Well, no, no. What, what's funny is is that because we're also trying to build a website for Force because Force has like a, a back history, like yeah. you know, just just for fun, it has a back history. Mm-hmm. There's a team in Las Vegas, oh, and, yeah. they're, and they're called the Las Vegas Cash, and the S <laughs> is spelled with with a dollar sign. Of course. Because why wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah. It's Las Vegas. Yes, Vegas. What the hell else would you do? Yeah, man. I'm sure that's Donald Trump's favorite team. Oh, but of course. (laughs) Trump, Jesus. (laughs) Man, what's up with your city, man? Uh, What's up with your city ride for this dude, man? Hey, 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 hey. It ain't me. (laughs) I am distanced. I am distanced, man. 
that's okay. the way that goes. But I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it, dude. Well, thank you. And I'm glad to see that it's already you know got a publisher. You yeah. got the first three issues uh, miniseries. Uh, you said each 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 issue is going to be a different part of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Like say for instance, the first issue will be like the, the pregame. Mm-hmm. Uh, second issue will be the first half. Third issue will be the second half. Uh-huh. You know, of the game. Yeah. And like you know, all that's in production right now. We're we're targeting like a September 2016 release, so it's got around it. football season. Yeah. So it makes sense. And uh, so we're working on that. Cash and Carry should come out hopefully in July or August because mm-hmm. what we're doing is that's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a square-bound book, probably like between 72, 76 pages. Uh-huh. Multiple stories, short stories, long-form stories, yeah. longer stories, stuff like that. But the markets that that book needs to be in is like libraries, bookstores, oh, yeah. and things of that nature. Not right. saying that like comic book stores can't get it because they will be able to get it. Right. It's going to be reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. But from doing the research on the Kickstarter... I got a I got a really good glance of like my target audience for that, and yeah. the majority of that target audience, they don't have comic book shops. Right. Yeah. So I put it everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So we put it everywhere right away mm-hmm. and make an immediate impact with force. Yeah. I can do three issues and then do a trade, but it's still it's going to work both ways. But with cash and carry, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Because it's all ages property, and I need that to be in the proper places immediately. See, and and you talk about your Kickstarter backers, and because I was on you know both the both of the panels that that you were there, I was in the audience. I know that New York is one of your strongest Kickstarter backing places. Yeah. So I'm just gonna thank myself for that. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you thank you, thank you. <laughs> like I'm for real, I was shocked. Like I was just like I remember I was just printing out postage. I was like New York, okay, again, <laughs> again, and like literally I had like this stack like yay high. It was just like all New York. I was just like damn. I was like y'all came to represent. Yeah, it's just funny. It's like New York, Texas. Cali, uh-huh. New York, Texas, Cali were like the most like productive states as far as contributing to the Kickstarter. That makes sense population-wise. Yeah, oh, it does. It, yeah. do, it really does. But like, you know, also got like about 14, 15 like international yeah. backers. So I'm like, you know, St. You know, Kitts, Australia. I was like, all right, Australia shipping going to be a beast. I was just like, well, might as well just load it up. Yep. Come on, let's go. Do it happen. Make yeah, it happen. Make man. it happen. So no, it's... This is good, man. Like, I really feel that, like, this is probably where I should have been the yeah. whole time. But I don't regret anything I've been through in this oh, yeah. business so far. Right. Including, like, Marvel editors coming to spy, spy on me during panels. <laughs> uh, which is another long story. Oh, for, boy. For another time. I was playing. Yeah. I was playing. <laughs> I, I need to make these jokes because like, it's the only way I can get through it. But, um, but like, I don't, I don't regret anything that I've done in, like, the last, like, five years as a comics professional yeah. to get to this point where I'm at right now. It's nice to see you back in the saddle again. Oh, you thank know, you. Honestly, as someone, as someone who's known you a while, yeah. I know the shit, you know, you, you had to take your break. And it's nice to see you back in the side of But thank you. I appreciate it. Plus, yeah. I've met a, a lot of wonderful people here. And plus, yeah. get to, I can see you. Like, I ain't seen you since like a super show or something like that. You know? Yeah. Like like a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. it's, it's been good. It, it's been fantastic. Well, I'm glad to hear it, man. Uh, do your usual pimpage. Yeah, man. Like, yo, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, followed by the letter R, followed by Pryor, P-R-Y-O-R, at Sean R. Pryor. My Black Box podcast, uh, The Black Box, yep. is still running. We're going to have some changes in December. We're going to hmm. announce some changes in December. Okay. But like, you can get that at, at hhwlod.com uh-huh. or on iTunes. Okay. Let's see here. What else? You can also go to crowntakerstudios.com. That's my little studio. Building the website slowly. I'm a one-man show. Yep. So I got to build slow. Mm-hmm. That rhymed. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> That's okay. So it's, it's you. I expect as much. Thank you. Uh, so crowntakerstudios.com. Also, you can go still go to the Action Lab website, actionlabcomics.com. I think that they're in the process of rebuilding that. Yeah. I'm not the webmaster, y'all. Don't add, no, I ain't the webmaster. Exactly. No, I ain't, um, that yep. ain't me. That ain't mm-hmm. me. But no, props to those that are working on that. Hell yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, it's good to be back. Yeah. And uh, welcome back. Your dreams with your ticket. You're in New York, so I got to play the welcome back out of thing. Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter, I swear, I swear. Oh. I swear. <laughs>
<laughs> Signed, Epstein's mother. Oh. Uh. <laughs> and, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, you'll hear another familiar voice the next time this recorder is on. Sean, always a pleasure. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you, brother. No problem. We'll be back. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview there. And yeah, I guess in the end, this is going to clock into at least a 45-minute episode of Comic Timing. So hey, look at that. It's almost a full episode, but I'll, I'll still label it an extra point because it's, you know, it's just me blathering on. And, and Sean, Sean's the man. Go ahead and buy his books. Uh, you know, especially, especially that, uh, that, that football uh, comic that, he, that he's coming out with once it's out. It looks like it should be a lot of fun. I mean, the premise itself, it's nice to see something that, that isn't superheroes, you know, in, in involving sports out there in, in comic book form. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Force when it comes out, and acronyms are badass. <laughs> That's where I'll leave it here. And by the way, before I forget... This episode of Comic Timing is, as always, sponsored by DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service at DCBService.com. Doesn't matter if it's an extra point, it's still sponsored by DCBS. Gotta get the pimpage in there. 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades, 40% off of Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse single issues, plus occasional 50% off single issues for usually for number ones or for really, really special issues. And sometimes you'll even get uh, further discounts on top of that 50%. Uh, not, not as much these days, but you, you, you will find them on the site if you look close enough. So uh, go ahead and do that. Plus, they've got bundles for uh, stuff like, uh, I don't know, this last month there was a Vertigo bundle that looked pretty cool that I know Chris picked up with a whole bunch of uh, new Vertigo number ones. And uh, they'll probably continue to have Vertigo bundles, even though we're past the number one stage at this point. Uh, plus, uh, you know, there's always Marvel bundles and other DC bundles and sometimes even image bundles if you look close enough for it. But most importantly, if you're one of those guys who buys digitally and also buys the physical copies like I do these days, uh, you can save further on your physical copies by going through the DCBS Comixology storefront, you get some percentage back for whatever you purchase there uh, for further discount on DCBS. DCBService.com, we thank them for their sponsorship, their continued sponsorship for years now of comic timing. You guys are the bestest. DCBService.com. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, email address, as usual, comictiming at gmail.com, facebook.com slash comictiming. Uh, leave your comments there. And like I said, if, if you're one of those guys who buys single issues of Marvel Comics and doesn't use his digital codes, hit me up. I will give you money in exchange for those codes. That's the way I'm rolling these days, all right? And uh, if you want to shoot us an iTunes review for the first time in like five years, go ahead and do that too. I would appreciate it. Casino will be back on soon enough. Actually, he's, he's going to be visiting New York in, in November, in late November. So maybe I'll bring the recorder there and we can you know shoot the shit for you know, 10 or 15 minutes or something like that while he's in town. But you should have him on before that, too, because I mean, I'm on. It's, there's the entire month of November coming up. But I'm going to be in uh, London from November uh, 18th until the 24th, if I remember correctly. Two days before Thanksgiving is when I get back. So we'll see We'll see how that turns out. And I'm sure I'll have some fun comic book-related stories to tell you guys about. Because obviously I'm going to be visiting Forbidden Planet and a bunch of other places while I'm there. So that's that. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here for this extra point. And as always, there's always time for comics. Comics.